Welcome to Spring Life Church's podcast for November 22nd, 2020, where today we will complete our teaching series on the book of Ephesians entitled Saved for a Purpose. And the title for our closing message today is Remember Love, capital L, Remember Love. If you would like to read along in our passage today, we are in the tail end of the book of Ephesians. Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 21 through 24. Ephesians 6, 21 through 24. Tychicus, the dear brother and faithful servant in the Lord, will tell you everything so that you also may know how I am and what I am doing. I am sending him to you for this very purpose, that you may know how we are and that he may encourage you. Peace to the brothers and sisters and love with faith from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Grace to all who love our Lord Jesus Christ with an undying love. Father, we thank you for your word Lord, again, that inside your word we are able to discover the way and the truth and the life. And so, Father, we come to you today and ask again that you would open our eyes and help us to see, open our ears and help us to hear. And, Lord, touch our hearts again today and make them soft and moldable and able to receive the truth that will set us free. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. As was the case for Paul in all of his letters, Paul gave final greetings to those he knew that would be reading it. But generally, Paul's letters were written with the intent that they would be passed on to other churches in other communities, to people that he had never met, yet he knew that they were Christians. So when we read Paul's benediction in verses 23 and 24, we know that it was meant for those churches then, but also for us here in 2020. So again, let's hear these words Peace to the brothers and sisters and love with faith from God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Grace to all who love our Lord Jesus Christ with an undying love. Throughout our study, we learned that this letter was written in two sections. The first three chapters are all about all that we have in Christ. And the second three chapters are all about how we can become in Christ. We also learned that the Bible is, it's a one-of-a-kind book. It's one-of-a-kind in that it's alive and active. It's sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit joints and marrow, and it judges the thoughts and the attitudes of the heart. Hebrews 4, 12 and 13. 
The Bible is a living, breathing organism. Therefore, we must read the Bible completely different than any other book that has ever been written. You see, we've learned that on the surface of the Bible, it's filled with rules and regulations and do's and don'ts. And when we read the Bible for knowledge and direction alone, we are reading on the surface. And when we do so, we are missing the true heart of the author, capital A. We learn that in Christ there is a scarlet vein running with the life-giving blood of Jesus. And in his blood we discover the truth, capital T. God loves us. God is crazy about us. And as Christians, we read the Bible not for information, but that in Christ we read the Bible for transformation. And transformation begins in Christ when we dig beyond the words on the surface and we don't stop digging until we hit the vein that contains the precious blood of Christ. For it's here in this place that we discover the truth, capital T, that God really and truly, he truly loves us. That's the truth. And when we look throughout the Bible, we discover the story Story after story of God inviting people into this relationship, this personal, intimate relationship with him. I think of Noah. He was a man that had never seen it rain. Think about that. He'd never seen it rain. And God invited Noah to build a massive boat. Why? Because there was a massive cataclysmic flood that was going to come. I think of Abram. He was a man that was living on the banks of the Euphrates River in a place called Ur of the Chaldeans. Ur of the Chaldeans was in modern-day Iraq in the southern part. It was lush, and it was fertile, and it was green, and it was productive. Yet God called him to leave his life there and to pursue the place that would be even better. Can you imagine? Abram believed God and he pulled up stakes and he left for a place that he didn't know. And for those that have yet to put your trust in Jesus, God is inviting you also today to believe him, to believe his love for you, and to believe so much that you will leave the life that you have lived according to the standards of this world, and that you will pursue this even better life that he has yet to show you. I pray today 
will be your day to say, yes, Jesus, I believe you love me. I believe that you have an even better life for me than this world has to offer. Therefore, even though, even though I don't deserve your love, Jesus, come into my life and save me. Save me. And if you've prayed that prayer today, if you've prayed that prayer recently, and you would like to help find answers in the direction of this better place, this better life than this world has to offer, please, please contact Spring Life at www.springlifechurch.org. Springlifechurch.org. Scroll down to the prayer request section and leave us your contact information so that we can contact you and help you in this new journey that you're beginning. And for God's people, we have seen very clearly in our study that from cover to cover on the surface, God calls his people to obey his direction. Yes? But as we've been learning... The Bible is not about rules and regulations. It's not. How is that possible that it's about obeying God and yet it's not about rules and regulations? I don't understand, Pastor. Well, God helps us inside the Bible, helps us to understand. For in the Old Testament, Deuteronomy chapter 6 and verse 5, God calls his people to love the Lord your God. With all of your heart, and with all of your soul, and with all of your strength. And in the New Testament, Jesus echoes this in Matthew twenty-two, thirty-seven and 38. For when he was being tested, he himself said that loving the Lord in this way is the first and greatest commandment. You see, we are called to love God completely. Why? So that we can obey God completely. We're called to love God completely so that we can obey God completely. Then why Christian? Let me ask us this. Why Christian? Why is it so difficult to love God completely? I think about the Hebrew people from Isaac's birth to the exodus from Egypt. The Hebrew people for 400 years, they did not have a land of their own. And for approximately 210 years of those 400 years, they were slaves in Egypt. But God delivered them, yes? He delivered them. And they knew that God delivered them. Yes? Then they arrived at the Red Sea. And God parted the Red Sea. And the Hebrews passed through on dry ground, but the walls of water they collapsed on and destroyed Pharaoh's army. God demonstrated his faithfulness in a mighty way 
They all knew God because he was faithful. From there, God provided for them in the desert with both bread from heaven and water to take care of them on their journey to Mount Sinai where God gave them the Ten Commandments. He provided for them. They had food to eat. They had water to drink. And from there they traveled to the east bank of the Jordan River where Moses then sent in 12 spies, one from each of the tribes, to inspect this land that God had sworn to give them. It was a land of plenty they found. It was everything that God said it would be. But the people there were powerful. And their cities were fortified. And they even saw giants living there that made them feel like grasshoppers. Ten of the twelve spies rebelled. They shared a bad report with the people and stirred them up. And the people decided that they ought not try to go and claim this life of plenty that God had designed for them. My question is this. Were they not the same people that God delivered from the hands of Pharaoh? Were they not the same people that watched with their own eyes the corridor of water collapse over the Egyptian army? The same corridor that which they had walked through just previously on dry land. Were they not the same people that ate the manna and drank the water pouring out of the rock? They were. They were. They were. Then why did they decide that they could not take the promised land? It's the same reason, Christian, why we have such a hard time loving God completely. Because, you see, they forgot the God who loved them enough to deliver them. They forgot the God who protected them. They forgot the God who provided for their every need. They forgot how much God loved them. And Christian, so do we. So do we. Christian, we cannot obey God because we do not love God. Because we have forgotten just how much He has done for us. And all he has done. It demonstrates just how much. He loves us. Christian. Are you interested in peace. And love. With faith. From God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Christian, are you interested in the grace to love our Lord Jesus Christ with an undying love?
then today, today is your day. For as we close, I pray today that we will begin remembering. That we will begin to remember just how much God has done for us. And by remembering, we will be reminded that He did those things to demonstrate just how much He loves you. So as we close today, please find a pen and a paper and write down Lauren Daigle. Lauren Daigle, L-A-U-R-E-N, capital D-A-I-G-L-E. Write down Lauren Daigle, remember. And when you search this out, scroll down until you see the presentation that with white dots on a royal blue background. And as you search out this slideshow, ask the Lord. Ask him to remind you. To remind you of all of the times and all of the ways that he has been faithful to you. Ask the Lord to remind you of his kindness, of his deliverance, and of his provision for you. And ask the Lord to remind you of his great love for you. May love, capital L, may love bless you as you search out Lauren Daigle. Remember, friends, may you always remember love.